just something about when you start singing about the presence of the Lord and the goodness of God and the mercies of the Lord, it just makes you want to go there. Amen. Well, it's that time again. And I pray that you've opened your heart through worship tonight. If you haven't, you have missed out on a great opportunity because nothing else is going to make any sense if you don't do that first part. Amen. It's not just an exercise that we go through. It's certainly not just part of a program. It's that spiritual conditioning that gets us in the place where the Word of God can find soil that's receptive. And God can do something good tonight. And I pray, oh, I pray that God would. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Ezekiel, uh, the 30, or 47th chapter. I had intended to go here this morning, but the Lord led otherwise. And so we'll, we're going to go there tonight. I know that you're aware of... Uh, some of the things that are mentioned in the text, but perhaps the Lord would just help us all tonight with the fresh revelation and understanding of His Word. Ezekiel chapter 47 and verse number 1. The Bible said, Afterward, He brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought me he out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way of, without unto the outer gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. He measured again a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand, brought me through the waters, were to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river. It was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, waters to swim in. And that sounds inviting tonight, especially on a hot July night. (laughs) Waters to swim in. That could not be passed over. Verse 6, And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Do you get the picture? Do you understand what I'm saying? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were many trees on the one side and on the other. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country. And go down into the desert and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. 
And everybody said amen. My subject tonight, let the river flow. Praise God. Let the river flow. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise Him together right now. God, we love you. We need you right now. Oh, we need you right now. God, we need you right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God's timing is always perfect. There was never a vision given to anyone at a more needed time or a better hour than the one given to God's man, Ezekiel. These words were reassuring words to him and a people who lived in dreadful times. If you read the previous chapters of Ezekiel, you will find out that they as a people were in a bad way. They were certainly struggling. They had seen better days. They had been better themselves. But it's so much like God. He sees the tears and he knows the struggles. He knows the worries and the fears of man's heart. And so he comes with the perfect message. He comes with the perfect word. Their situation that they were in enhanced the preciousness of that word. It was imperative for them to understand that God is here and God wants to help you. It is so important tonight that you do more than just hear my words, but you understand that God is in this place tonight. Somebody say, God is here. Come on, say, God is here. And God wants to help me. He wants to help me. Go ahead and say that too. He wants to help me. He knows where I am. He knows all the secrets of my heart, and he knows what I need to get me where I need to go. And I believe God is interested in us, especially when we are in trouble. God wants to help us. And in the midst of their hopeless situation comes a most powerful word of hope. And these words that I've read to you begin to breathe the air of a new day to God's people. A vision was given concerning the work of God's Spirit. It was tied to a river that began to flow from the door of the temple. It flowed out past the altar and out into the city and out past the walls of the city. When I read this portion of Scripture earlier this week, the Lord impressed upon my heart the fact that I might experience his presence in a lot of places but the first place is always going to be his sanctuary and it's always going to be around his altar that's why it's a good thing to come to church amen that's why it's always good to come to the altar because there's a current flowing in this place that can help me no matter what my situation is the waters flowed out of the gate And it is uncontainable from that time forward. Down the mountain they flowed. And down into the desert. And eventually to the Dead Sea. I loved what Ezekiel wrote in verse 1. 
He said the waters issued. I thank God that he has an issue for my issues. <laughs> oh, yes. And the flow that started, that thing that began to move from the temple and out to the city, it came with force and power. It was water that moved, and the movement of God's Spirit came forth like a gushing, pouring river. It speaks to me of the abundance of God. It speaks to me of God's power and His supply. What God has isn't a trickle. It's not a drop here or there, but it's a river. It, it flows like the mighty Mississippi. I remember standing a few years ago at Niagara Falls, and I, I was mesmerized. I've never been there before. And I stood there at the very edge, as close as a human being could get to that waterfall. And I just looked over it for a while. And I found myself physically being drawn toward the pull of that river. And I watched it as moment passed and millions and millions and millions and millions of gallons spilled over that precipice. And you could feel the current. You could feel in your spirit the pull of that river. And I thought, this has been going on for a long time. And there's no end to it. And God said, just like that river, my spirit has no end to it. And if you will just let it, it will pull you into some places and take you places that you need to go. And you will be blessed if you will let the river flow. Somebody say, let the river flow. Let the river flow. Not a trickle. I, I, my problems don't need a little downspout. I don't need a shower. I need a downpour. I my problems don't need just some little rivulet somewhere or some creek that's half dried up. I need a current that's strong enough. It can move things and push things in a direction that they need to go. I need the powerful touch of His hand upon my life tonight. And I need the, the, that flow. I, I need the influence of that in my heart tonight. Hallelujah. The Bible speaks of it as moving, and as it moved, it increased. The Word of God declares to me that God is an increasing God. The Bible said of Isaiah 9 and 7, that of the increase of His government and peace there shall be no end. I am not serving a God with limited resources but God is always, if you can imagine, getting better as the days go by. The songwriter was right when they penned the words, it gets sweeter as the days go by. I can't explain it, but all I can tell you is the current and the river of God never goes down. It always goes up in my life. It always increases. It never grows less. I am thankful that He is a God of plenty. He doesn't just satisfy my need, but there's an abundance. There is an overflow that comes from the blessings of the Lord. I may have come here tonight 
just needing my heart touched. But he does more than touch my heart. He touches my mind. He touches my body. He touches my spirit. He gives me strength. He said, I'm going to increase and give you more than you even ask for. Amen. There was something about this river that flowed so strongly that everywhere it went, there were changes that took place. Where dryness had been, life began to come. Even down to the very sea that was known as the Dead Sea, there was life that came. I love the word life. Everybody say life. I love the fact that living for God is abundant life. It's never a lesser life. It's always an abundant life. If your living for God is anything less than that, then I would encourage you to get in the flow tonight and let the river of God take you into its abundance because God is that kind of God. He is a God of life, abundant life. Everybody say life with me again. Amen. Life. Everywhere the river flowed, it brought life. And it produced vegetation and growth. You're not going to come under the influence of the Holy Ghost and not grow. There's something divine about it. There's something powerful about it. If you sit in a service where there's a move of God's Spirit, something's going to be nurtured out of you. Something's going to be called to the surface and said, rise up, lift up your hands and give me praise because I'm going to bring growth. I'm going to cause you to flourish on the right hand and on the left. Living for God is not a life of poverty. It is a life of abundant blessing and growth. And I am thankful that from the first day that I said yes to Him, my life has never grown less, but it has become more, more and more and more and more. What a powerful picture of God's Spirit is painted here by the vision that Ezekiel saw of this mighty flowing river. But what really, I said all that to say this, I, I, when I started looking at this again this week, I noticed that it flowed in a particular direction. The Bible said that it flowed to the east. Not one time, but three times at least. It mentions the eastward movement of this river. The, the, the flow of that river was toward the direction of a new day and a new opportunity. That's what I like about God. God is not taking me back to those old paths, but He's always trying to move me to a new place and a better place. He is moving me toward a new day and a better day. Now me, I like to go back to the old things because I am more comfortable going through what I've done wrong that I am thinking that God wants to bless even a sinner like me and take me somewhere better. And God sent me to tell somebody here tonight, if you could just get in the flow of this river, if somehow you could let your life come under the influence of His Spirit tonight, He is going to turn your life to a new direction and He's going to point you to a point that will bring you to your promise and to your words that God has given you. 
to everything that God has put in your heart. He's going to move you that direction. And so to the brokenhearted, to the troubled mind, to the fearful, to the guilty man, he spoke the eastward. Everybody say eastward. You see, when God's spirit begins to move, it carries me from darkness to light. I love that about God. Because God's wanting to carry somebody out of the darkness of their failures into light. The Spirit would like to move you away from those things that would tear you down and put you in a place where you will be blessed abundantly. Amen. Somebody needs to believe that tonight, that God wants to bless you abundantly. But I am intrigued most of all, and I mentioned a little this morning, I am intrigued most by the latter work of the Spirit. When the Bible said it flowed down, that word got my attention. The word said it flowed down. When I started considering what all that meant, what all that represented, I realized the first thing and most important thing about God is that He is never afraid to come down to my level. No matter how bad I am, no matter how broken I am, no matter how sinful I am, no matter how wicked I might be, God is never afraid to come down so that He can lift me up. He is never afraid of my failure. He is not ashamed of the dead things in my life. The Bible says it flowed down. Down, 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 down. God will keep coming till He gets where you are. You may be in a desert, but the person next to you may be down at the Dead Sea. But God's Spirit will not stop flowing until it reaches the lowest point. God's Spirit will not stop moving until it reaches the one that's down to rock bottom. That said, you know what, I don't think I can live another day. I don't think I can stand any more of this. The Spirit of God keeps flowing until it gets down to the very lowest place that man could live. The Dead Sea is literally, it is the lowest place on planet Earth. 1,300 feet below sea level. 3,800 feet below Jerusalem. And God's Spirit was moving to that dead place. He is moving to the deep places of my own life. Those secret places that I keep, that's where God is moving. By this point, if you understand the movement of the water and the increase of the water, you will have to take note that the waters by this time, when they get to the desert, And when they get to the sea, they are not just moving, but they are rushing. I don't know how many of you have ever seen the descent of water. But when you go at the steep angle that that river was flowing from 3,800 feet in less than 15 miles, it went down 3,800 feet. Water, when it begins to flow in that direction, begins to gain momentum. And so it is with the Spirit of Almighty God. He's not just moving tonight. He's rushing to get where I am. 
He's not just coming at an easy stride when he sees me where I am. The Bible said the father took off running to get to where the son was. Not just a casual walk. He said, I want him to know I'm ready to see him come home. And there's something in the Holy Ghost that's trying to get to you right now. If you just open your heart, there's somebody running your way right now. Somebody rushing to get where you are. Hallelujah. It's the Spirit of God rushing. I love that. His Spirit rushed to the lowest places. It rushes to the dead places. It came to where there was no life. What a mercy it is that God's grace would come to a desert place. What a mercy that God's love and grace would come to a low place where I am. It reaches to the deepest place and it heals. Everybody say it heals. Dreadful conditions do not trouble him. They only invite him. Amen. The brokenhearted is his target tonight. The troubled mind is who he's after. The one who is limping along through life, that's what the river's flowing for. Your dryness doesn't hinder him. Your deadness doesn't bother him. Your deadness doesn't stop him. And I want to add something else. Neither does your stink stop him. You don't, it doesn't matter how bad life is or how ruined things might appear. The Spirit of God is moving toward me tonight to bring life to me and to bring freshness into my spirit and to bring hope back into my heart. And if I will just let that river flow, hallelujah, if I will just let that spirit flow, it will come where I am. It will come where I am. It will come to my need. It comes to those dry and barren places of life. And it comes to give life and healing. I love that word, healing. Amen. I love how the scripture says it. And they shall be filled. Grace's greatest promise is that the waters would be healed. And I love Grace, one of grace's greatest words is that word shall. Not could be, not might be, not should or could or maybe or any of the other things that you could say, but it shall be healed. I'm just here to tell somebody tonight that you don't have to wonder whether God can do it. He can do it. You don't have to wonder whether God can get you out. God can get you out. You don't have to wonder whether he can fix your problems. God can fix your problems. Somebody say that with me. God can fix my problem. Say it again. God can fix my problems. When God speaks, he wants you to pay attention. That's why he asked Ezekiel, did you hear what I just said? Said And did you see what I just showed you? Because it's hard to convince us sometimes that God really does care that much about us. It's hard to imagine somebody not like us. Somebody that when they're done wrong is going to do wrong back. Somebody who is hurt is going to hurt. 
It's hard for us to imagine a God who is so good and so merciful that even when our life is so putrefied and it is so horrible, he's not afraid to come to that life. Praise God. He's not afraid of my stink tonight. He's not afraid of the unpleasant things of my life. He comes to heal. The influence of God's Spirit tonight upon this place is not just to make us feel better. It's to heal us. Amen. I said it's to heal us. It's to heal a broken heart. It's to heal a troubled mind. It's to heal broken dreams. It's to put back together lives that have been shattered by failure. That's what His Spirit seeks to do. The influence of His Spirit is so powerful. Oh, that somebody would let the river flow. (laughs) Say, Lord, this is where I am. Come here. I I can't get to you. I need you to get to me. When God speaks liberally interpreted as meaning for you, don't look around and say, well, that's a good sermon, Brother Hughes. I'm not preaching you a sermon tonight. I'm trying to get a message through to you. There's a river flowing. And if you can get yourself in the place where that river is flowing, you will be glad. Amen. He will do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. Amen. There will be life that will begin to come. I don't understand it. I can't explain it. All I know is there is life. Abundant life. I feel like I can rise up. I feel like I can go on. How many times has that river touched my life when I was in the worst of ways and it lifted me and it moved me where I needed to go? Oh, that God would flow in this place. You know what I love about God is that He didn't stop until He got to the worst place on planet Earth. And when he got there, he made it a most heavenly place. He filled it with life. There's fish in the water. People standing on the bank, fishing and getting gain from their labors. That's the kind of God that we serve tonight. He's an on-time God, and he's a mighty God, and he's a healing God. And he will not quit flowing until the work is done. Amen. Some of you are discouraged tonight because you're not doing too well. God came to tell you something. You don't have to do well. I can make you well. I'm not justifying your failure or your stumbling. I'm just saying there's a healing power in God that can lift you and put you in a better place. It can turn you in the right direction. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give Him praise right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to stand with me right now. I I don't know that I've done an adequate job tonight in trying to preach to you, but I, I do know what the Lord sent me to tell somebody tonight. Let the river flow. Hallelujah. Let it flow into your life. Let it flow into your heart. Let it flow into your spirit. Let it flow into your thoughts. Let it flow in to your, your, your very hands and feet. 
and mine. God, I, I, need, I need what your spirit can do for me tonight. I need the healing touch of the Holy Ghost. Anybody here need a healing tonight? I don't mean just physical. I mean spiritual. I, anybody here need a little push? Anybody here need a lift? Anybody here tonight tired of being stuck in a dead, dry place? Let the, let the Spirit flow. Come on. Let it flow.